Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DMVR Broncos podcast. Wow. Do you I like, like that one? that intro. Yes, uh, yes. I was hoping. Good. I don't really have many creative intros. You got I just me have on that one. Different ways to say the same thing. Still no presenting sponsor if anybody wants to lowball us until. Jump on it. Co- we thought Cody was a front runner yesterday in the chat. I know. Right? I thought but Cody was going to step up. 10 bucks a month. That's where I'm starting the bidding. Just Venmo me. I'll say it. Um, yeah. So that's Dre. I know we said RK was going to be back today. Turns out he's still in <laughs> Vegas. Who could have seen that coming? Yeah. Um, this might be a good thing though. Dude, we just get to talk ball more. It, this we were overdue for some ball. ball talk on this podcast. Yeah. I know the people who actually listen to the podcast might disagree because mm. the real ones who want the ball talk probably listen to somebody else. That's too oh dark. That's sad. That's, That's sad. sad. Um, Don't say that. But yeah, I was just realizing we're only 17 days from training camp. It's hype, bro. It's crazy. It's hype time. And I was just sitting there because I was I went through for like two and a half hours yesterday and just scheduled a bunch of tweets. Mm. So I was like all mm. the way through this weekend. There's just plenty of tweets coming out of the Broncos account. So I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, Zach usually does most of that. Of course. Um, and I was like, OK, well, tomorrow's going to be a massive writing day. What are you going to write? And I was like, well, there's really nothing new to write about. And I realized it's time to start doing training camp previews. It's time, my friend. Yeah. So this I think I'm going to finish like this. Training exactly. Camp preview, huh? So I think I'm going to go home and write all this stuff up about the running backs. And because we got two and a half weeks, it's crazy. And then Get football. With it. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Also, I don't know this. People don't care about ball talk. I got the feeling people are pretty hype on Jaleel McLaughlin after uh-huh. we talked about him yesterday. How could you not be? You need to know ball, though, to be hyped on Jaleel. That is true. I, there were even, like, Youngstown State fans who were, like, quote-tweeting the video saying, like, oh, these guys get how cool the record is, See? but none of the FCS media does. And FCS media is, like, they're mostly they're like Montana, so it's kind of cool. It's, like, because Montana's, like, the Texas where it just... 
like we they haven't been overly successful, but they're yeah. always kind of in it. And you remember it's like a 2014 playoff instead of a 14 playoff. Yeah, yeah. And so you're still kind of like in it longer. Sure. And so it's tough to really complain about the media because they generally say nice things about Montana, but uh-huh. they do have some lapses. And a running back from Youngstown State who broke a record that partially includes Division II stats, that would be the kind of thing that I believe would get omitted. There you go. There you go. That's some FCS insights. I love FCS. You can't plays. get on any other Broncos podcast. That is very true. <laughs> um, yeah. So today we're talking about the running backs, which is going to be fun oh, yeah. because they've got a bunch of running backs. Um, let's see. So we're going to go through, just kind of talk about what they do well and how they're going to be used. But then later on, we're going to talk about who's actually going to get touches and how many touches and what what is that going to look like. And I ran back and looked at how the Broncos have split up carries for in, in recent years, how the Saints split up carries under Sean Hey-o. Payton. Um, then we'll get into some fun stuff about like who else could be in the backfield later on, um, which I don't know. I'm curious to hear what you came up with. Uh, so that's kind of the plan for today. Love it. I will say, and this kind of relates to what I was saying about the hype for McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. It feels so nice to have Sean Payton in place and be able to get excited about these skill position players and feel like that's reasonable for me to get excited. Yes. I'm not just pie in the sky in it. Definitely. Because you have a real offensive mind at the helm, taking care of business, getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited, man. I'm excited about these running backs. I'm excited about this running back room, but it all is uh, because it actually feels like there's a reasonable offensive play caller at the helm that you can really trust and to me it's not just sean payton either it's that offensive line now that you have that offensive line set up and you have sean payton right there that's a combination that you know if, if what javante is like a career 4.4 yards per carry rusher mm-hmm. why couldn't those two things get him to five maybe that's a little optimistic but that you would think 0.3 for the upgrade offensive line, 0.3 for Sean Payton. That doesn't seem unreasonable. Doesn't to me. seem unreasonable. It's a great point. Yep. And yeah, all of a sudden, we don't really care how much McGlinchey and Ben Powers are being paid. No, we don't. We just we'll are talk about that in March. That the offense might be awesome and yeah. or at least good. <laughs> yeah. At least good for like at least three tons a, a game, you know, like imagine, 20 plus. Imagine having a strength. You're still like, well, at least we have this offensive line. Right, an ide- an offensive identity, mm-hmm. huh? It's been a minute. It's it certainly has pre- been a minute. Pre twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the last time Crazy, the Broncos huh? had a line that you. I mean, it well, was nice. You had offensive Clady. identity. Forget the line. But. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was just Peyton Manning was the identity. Yeah, which is right. a good identity and to have. <laughs> tempo, eleven exactly. personnel, spread out. Boom, boom, boom. Ten years like, ago, death by a million paper cuts. Yep. Yeah. Yep, hunting big plays. And now blah, it's blah, blah. death by Javante beating the hell out of you with Samaje also beating the hell out of you with Ben Powers and Quinn Miners and Garrett Bowles and Mike McGlinchey beating the hell out of you. That's an identity. That's a pretty good identity. You just described an identity with a variety of tight ends to throw out there for different personnel packages. Yeah, a real fullback. Okay, now we're talking. Fun. This podcast gets me excited. Yes. All right. Um, get those likes going, my friends. Get those let's just, likes. Uh, like I said, kind of run through from Thank top you, to Cole. bottom. Just what what is the ideal role? So we'll start with Javante Williams, and to me, he's he's their best receiving back, which is kind of crazy because he's obviously so good between the tackles. But when you kind of look at 
You know, the, there there will be a couple touches for the guys at the back of the roster, but between him and Samaje, who could also catch the ball, like we've we've seen him make plays. That's what's exciting is everyone is f- has a fairly diversified game in this running back room, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But still, to me, if you're trying to put him into molds, I say Samaje is your Mark Ingram and Javante is your Alvin Kamara. What do you think? Yes, I think the splits will be less drastic. Like, I think yep. more than Ingram Kamara, they will be able to uh, encroach and do the job the other can do from time to time, mm-hmm. which, again, is key to not give a tell when you're lining up, right? I feel mm-hmm. like that's been a theme kind of um, of the last few episodes on the pod that I've been on. Um, but, yeah, generally speaking, I think you're right. I think Samaje is more... Goal line, short yardage, more experienced. I think you like his vision yep. a bit more. Yep. What I like about Samaj is he uses that frame well. He's cutting angles, right? He's finding direct angles to get north and mm-hmm. south, attack the line of scrimmage, get downhill, start to get to the second level where he can lean into a linebacker, lean into a defensive back, churn out those extra yards. Javante can do that too. But Javante is a guy you might want to scheme to get in space more. Yep. Design a few more pass plays for. Um, so yeah, I s- I see it for sure, and that's that's exciting, especially because that would help you alleviate some of the load on Javante that way, right? Yep. Then you would think that that means less hits. Who do you think is our pass protector? It's got to be some. You think it's a wash? No, no, no. It's oh. a good question. Oh, okay. I do think Samaja, again, experience and that frame, yep. man. Definitely. I mean, he's going to win a lot of leverage battles when you first get to him. He's a tank. He is a tank. And you see him, like, he'll play some of that H-back stuff, too. Like, you'll see him get up on a last scrimmage, move around, and even, like, double team with your left tackle on a pass rusher. How fun is that? That's very Backfield fun. with both of those guys. And with Sean Payton making the calls. Now we're talking. That yeah, that that's gonna be a lot of fun. But I mean that's the tough part for me is that it's third down. If I get one running back to get the ball in space and try to make guys miss to go pick up a third and five out of the shotgun, mm-hmm. I want Javante. Yep. But in terms of the pass protection, you want Samaje. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously Samaje can also make plays and Javante can also pass protect. Yeah. But what do you think those splits like? Are you are you trying to hunt those? Are you saving Javante so that he's on the field in those situations? Or what's going through your mind? Yeah, I think you probably are hoping to lean on Javante in more, uh, you know, so let's exclude third and short. I think you want Javante ideally to be your third down back more often than not. Yeah. Because, like, third and seven, he's the guy I'd want on, like, the random draw to, you know, try and run for that first down. He's the guy I want to get in space um, to catch the ball. You know, he's just, like, my big play breaker. So I would like to lean on him more. He's stout and strong, so you need to refine some of the pass pro stuff, but I don't think he's lost there. I always thought he was a fairly complete mm-hmm. back. 
So yeah, I think ideally those are the situations where you hope Javante can be your guy. It's uh, also the thing is, I think what we're what we're talking about really is trying to get Javante more big play opportunities and more um, high leverage down in distance. Mm-hmm while limiting his touches to try and spare the workload on him. Yeah. And trying to avoid like obvious between the tackle runs that can be avoided and given to the other guys. Now, if you really look big picture, you're hoping to go to the playoffs this year and, and you'd like to save Javante's legs a little bit for that point in the season. Now the Broncos have been so far out of the playoffs for so long. You can't worry too much about that, but the idea of, especially off an injury, kind of easing him in a bit, giving him some easier touches for the first month or so of the season and then kind of ramping up as you get into the big games and into the playoffs would make sense if you had the luxury of saving legs when you're a five-win team last year. Yeah. Um, cool. It's also deep room. You're just, I mean, it's, yep. it's a long season. It's one of those positions you're going to be leaning on if you're really making this your identity and you're just gonna have to really lean into that man like really spread those touches and not ride one guy Mm -hmm. because yeah you hope to get to december and still have some options can michael burton play those third downs he can be on the field like you're probably looking at him just as a like pass protector you're not leaking him out much but that's something we've seen a little bit from him in the past I know with the Chiefs, it was something, it was actually, I think, like 15, 15 of his 75 carries, 17 of 75 carries, actually 20 weren't at fullback. There were a few at halfback. There were quite a few where he was lined up as a tight end, and there were a handful where he was in the slot or out wide. Mm-hmm. So the Chiefs moved him around quite a bit, and uh, the in 2020, when he was with the Saints, he actually moved around even more than that, probably. Just looking at the raw numbers. Yeah. Just kind of crazy for a fullback. Yeah, but I mean, if you're a fullback nowadays, you got to find your way on the field. Like, I think Mm -hmm. Cal Juszczyk is used fairly similarly in San Francisco, you know. Uh, The beauty is with you can go to Samaje and Javante in the backfield at the same time. You can diversify that with uh, your fullback. You can mix and match with your tight ends, who we talked about all, you know, Dulcich, Mm -hmm. Alberto, Troutman. I think they all fit can you know be used as that h-back kind of guy out the backfield so it's a lot of options to where you can go one back two tight ends but it could look like two backs one tight end you can go two backs two tight ends 22 personnel and make it look like 13 personnel one back three tight ends vice versa you know Mm -hmm. um so that's sean payton absolutely yep that's that's good offensive play calling. Yes. That's modern NFL play calling. Mm-hmm. It's not like college where we lean into uh, being a spread offense or a power spread or an air raid or a quarterback run team. Mm-hmm. It's being able to line up a certain way and then from that be able to still run the same stuff you would in 22 as you would out of 11 personnel, you know. Yep. And so on and so forth. So, just looking at Michael Burton. So, excuse me, where he lined up with the Saints in 2020 137 snaps at fullback, 33 snaps at halfback, 29 snaps in the slot, 25 snaps as a wideout, 
and 11 snaps is an inline tight end. Mm -hmm. And the Chiefs did a lot more of the tight end stuff than the receiver stuff. But you do see him move around like that. Like you said, you can obviously do that with guys like Dulcich, with most of those tight ends. With Samaje, we saw that a lot. Um, And Javante, I mean, that's like what Alvin Kamara does. Yeah. So that is... It's, I'm, I'm excited to see what it actually looks like because we I haven't actually seen too much of that stuff in minicamp, and I can't say any more details than that. But of course. I don't know. I, I do think that they're about to kind of unleash more of that. Um, and, and from there, this is why Javante's health is so key. Him being available yep. week one is crucial because are you doing that with Julio McLaughlin? Right. You're probably not. You're not, man. And he's the you other one don't. with kind of that skill set. Yeah. I guess. I mean, Tyler Beatty. How do you, how do you think? Who's who's next up as just like a pure running back? Jones, Tyler Beatty, and then uh, Julio McLaughlin are the three others. Um, so Jones to me is more of a receiving speed guy, mm-hmm. and I think we'll have to contribute in the return game mm-hmm. to have a fit. I think Beatty McLaughlin are more. Um, natural like change of pace they're actually yep. very similar in size i think yep. mclaughlin's 5'8 196 Beatty's 5'8 197 huh. uh, mclaughlin's a track star ran a 444 at his pro day Beatty ran a 445 at his huh. at the combine <laughs> um both with incredible stats Beatty, of course at the sec level yep and was missouri's leading wide receiver Crazy. His final year, yeah, an all SEC freshman team, an all American, um, just all purpose beast. We saw that last year when he got in at the end of the season, touched the ball twice. One was a 29 yard touchdown catch. Yeah, he also, I mean, he was getting, you know, fourth, fifth round grades. He drops yep. to the sixth, goes to a deep running back room at the Ravens where they have yet to kind of figure things out. And then, I mean, moves on. He's a big play breaker, and mm-hmm. unlike he's already got some NFL experience and snaps under his belt, and unlike uh, McLaughlin, Beatty coming from that SEC background is more used to having to break tackles, having to churn out yep. yards, having to run between the tackles. We talked about McLaughlin yesterday. It's a very like RPO shotgun mm-hmm. runner. Um, I think Beatty is going to be much more equipped to actually take touches out the backfield. And I think the same goes with Beatty versus Tony Jones. Tony Jones is more of like a weapon out uh, the shotgun, a a movement guy, uh, and a receiver out the backfield, while Beatty is more of a... He has those receiving chops. I think he has over 100 receptions overall in his career at Mizzou. But... He's he's the more complete back, more physical, and still has some of that long speed. So, Definitely. I think Beatty, who I think has a very intriguing resume. I I would go with Beatty also. <laughs> um, just to Tony Jones, he he got ten carries last year, also had eight targets. So like that's a it's small sample size, but you you kind of see that that he is that weapon out of the backfield again. Yeah. Like that is Jewel McLaughlin because you're not willing to throw him between the tackles. Last year, Javante Williams led the Broncos in broken tackles. Yes. Pretty crazy when you only play four or five games, five games. Sure is. It sure is. How far off was Latavius Murray? I'm not sure. I mean, Javante only had six, so. uh, Oh, my. Not far off. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Latavius fell forward a lot. I would Didn't necessarily truck guys. 
I would hope your top three backs are all able to <laughs> surpass six. My I, goodness, yes. that is horrendous. It is horrendous. And wow. Let's see. I know I have in my notes. Um, Javante actually led the NFL in broken tackles two years ago. Now that checks yeah. out. That makes more sense. My goodness. Um, let me ask you this, Hank, as we're talking about this, how do you feel about the third running back, especially mm -hmm. with... Javante being, you know, I mean, th look, there's some question marks about how he'll perform Definitely. coming back. And what are your feelings on some of the vet running backs that are still out there? Of course, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, uh, the more prominent names, but they're far from the only names. Um, I mean, we could just run. Dalvin Cook is still very explosive. I think that what he's really lost is just the the ability to fight through contact like the ability to fall forward. I think he wound up first in the NFL in rushes. Was it one yard or less or zero yards? Maybe it was just straight up loss of yards on runs. Um, and so I wonder with this offensive line, mm -hmm. if you could just get him in situations where he's not being touched. And so he can use some of that speed and explosiveness and you maybe don't see as much of the, the kind of decline in his play. Yeah. Um, still, if he's asking for a lot of money, if you wind up in a situation where Javante is fully healthy and Samaje also makes it through the season healthy, it it would be kind of a waste, I think, to spend that money at that position. But you don't know that about Javante. And it's running back, so who knows what's going to happen to any of the running backs. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there was a minute there where I thought it was a bad idea. There was a minute where I got really excited about it. And now if they do it, I see why, but I'm not pushing pushing too hard. And an upgrade at the third. Yeah, definitely an upgrade on the third. Yeah. But I was... Though I'd see. give it to... Ba I'd, I'd see what baddies really got, man. I, I'm Well, even if it doesn't work out, you still have McLaughlin, who and is probably more McLaughlin of a lottery ticket. a real chance, but, yes. And just for what it's worth, since the Super Bowl season, um, the Broncos' third running back has gotten about 10% of the running back touches. And in... Since the same time for the Saints, well, I threw out last year because Sean Payton wasn't the coach. It was 7.5%. So you factor in, like, oh, Mark Ingram was hurt that year. Last year, the third running back is actually Javante because he got hurt so early. But that's 13.5%, which is a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, and I do think, especially just, like, look at the names of those guys. Uh, before that, it was Mike Boone. Before that, it was Royce Freeman. Before that, it was Devontae Booker. Before that, it was Devontae Booker. Before that, it was Jamal Charles. Before that, Justin Forsett. Before that, Juwan Thompson in the Super Bowl season. I mean, it'd be nice if that guy was Dalvin Cook. And I guess in theory, he probably jumps Samaje and Samaje goes down that third guy. Yeah. But I don't know that you need to make that jump. No, I think that's fair. I think you're at a point where you can let it play out, see where you're at through camp, couple games in preseason. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, once cuts start happening into preseason, you yeah. can be keep a lookout. And they were able to find Latavius during the season. Mm -hmm. And by the in the games he Great started, point. he had five yards per carry. His season stats weren't as good because he had kind of a slow start. But if you really need to patch things together, you can do that. And if you're, if you're going out there and trying to patch together your running back position, you're probably not looking at 11, 12 wins anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then with Zeke, he feels, I don't know. He, he to me, is probably just over the hill. I think he has lost his legs more than Cook. 
and you know he runs at this point probably pretty similarly to Samaji. Yep, I so was you, gonna say he's it's kind of redundant there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't have if if you lose Samaji, you don't have another one of those true big back types. Javante can do anything, but it's not like Beatty or McLaughlin are guys you want fighting for fourth and ones. No, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, anything else on the running backs? Probably not. I feel like we kind of covered it. Yeah. Especially because we talked so much about McLaughlin. Um, we're going to divide up the touches, Ooh. which uh, is going to be a lot of fun. But first, want to give a shout out to our friends over at Circa Resort and Casino. That's a crazy one. Dude, are you seeing how amazing this place looks? Yes. The stadium swim, is it? Oh, yeah, the stadium swim. Wow. That's That's what I knew it for. Because you got the big pool with the big TV so you can go watch sports. If you're into pools, that's a good spot for you. Are you a pool guy? I'm actually not. It looked well shaded. Um, okay. I'm, I'm a, like, sit-in-the-water guy. Okay. You know? See, my so I wound up... I was on the swim team for four years. Oh, yeah. Which meant that for Montana two and a half State months, uh, yeah, two and a half months, every morning at 6 a.m., you're outside swimming for two and a half hours. And there's like brutal workout. Big it yikes. was not fun. And then on the weekends, so five days a week of that, weekends, you're in some tiny little town in Montana, Shelby or Cutbank or one of those, and you're just racing. And so you do that for two and a half months, your entire summer for four years. On top of that, lifeguard for three years, teaching like six swim lessons a day. I just kind of got burned out. Dare I say, I think the stadium swim is going to be a different kind of experience. Probably a little yeah. bit different vibe. It's Probably a have a bar insane. in the pool. Six pools, two spas, oh. open 365 days a year. And they have sports. That's the big one. All those screens, live betting. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, I know the DMVR bar is the mecca, but <laughs> Circa is just my goodness what it is a, what a spot um it was actually vegas's first ever adults only casino resort Ooh, which means wait. that uh it saves time checking ids they've got the world's largest sports book um three-story stadium style switch oh that's a sports book obviously not the pools uh it takes 10 people to operate the 78 million pixel screen can you wow. believe that They've got all the VIP seating. They've got uh, the Circus Sports app, which is available in Colorado. So download that. Um, 7,000 square foot casino, two levels, 48 yes. table games. Yes. Uh, the dealers dance. Yes. Wow. 1,322 slots, uh, 4,000 person capacity. Woo. Um, I think that's just in the pool. Oh, my um, gosh. 15,000 square feet of wet space. Hell yeah. <laughs> we love some wet space. Um, and all the different rooms and stuff. You can follow around with the Nuggets guys who are staying out there for Summer League and doing all those shows from there. Yeah. Um, see, so see if you're going out there doing, for the Broncos yeah. Raiders game, for the Avs Knights game, uh, Pac-12 stuff, um, some Mountain West, West stuff out there as well. Mountain Wet. Yeah, if the you're Mountain Circa. Wet. Damn um, straight. Book your stay with the code DNVR20 for 20% off. And also download the app at circusports.com. Uh, they can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Uh, Circa Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Booyah. Circa, they're amazing. Circa then, is amazing. Also, game time. Game time? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, What's oh, the last show you've gone to? Last show? T-Swift? 
No, I don't do that. Oh, well. I got... People got mad at me. Like, because oh, okay. Ryan, Ryan okay. took the video where I said, I don't give a fuck about Taylor Swift. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Swifties don't like that. Even Allie got mad. She's like, you got to stop saying dumb stuff all the time. It's like, what is wrong with that? Like, I just don't give a fuck about her. Like, it's not that I don't like her. It's just well, that she is okay. in no way a part of my life, you know? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. you only hear about her when yep, it's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers was dancing at her concert, you know? But sure. if... If he hadn't done that, I would never have even thought like, oh, I didn't hear about Taylor Swift. T- totally. I could totally. never hear about her again and it would have totally. I wouldn't it wouldn't cross my mind. Yep. Um so not that. So not Taylor Swift. No. 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 And I won't be going when she's here Great. this weekend or whatever. Okie doke. <laughs> yeah. But other things like uh the Rockies, I do go to Ro- yes. Rockies games. Let's go Rockies. Um, I got a bit of a baseball fever. I like that derby yesterday. I it was fun. So I had no idea. I got here and somebody was like, when are the Rockies back? I was like, wait, back from what? And oh then I gosh. realized like, oh, it must be all-star stuff. And I was like, yeah. when's the home run derby? And they're like, tonight. And I was like, oh. And then I didn't watch. Um, <laughs> I did hear no, really Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> Julio Rodriguez? No, he set the record. Sure. Yep. Yep. But he, he didn't win. He launched 40 bombs in one round. It's a it lot of bombs. insane. Uh, for example, at game time, you could get in on some preseason tickets right now. Wow. Right, Henry? Some you Broncos probably could. preseason? I was just looking at Rockies tickets. Rams at Broncos, uh 826. That's preseason, yeah. Damn. If you want four bucks is the cheapest right now. If you want to go uh to to Arizona to watch the game there, um, including fees, you can pay eight dollars to go watch that preseason game. Oh my gosh. Lower level for twenty one. Can we wow. do better than that? Game time is going to take care of you, and uh, when you sign up, use that code DMVR for $20 off. They've been awesome, man. They're great. Even uh, down at Summer League, we are using them for grabbing some last-minute tickets, which is what they specialize in. Just download yep. the Game Time app. Super easy to use. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking at right now for all these tickets. And use that code DMVR when you sign up for $20 off. At sign up, that's basically $8. Game in Arizona? $8. Two free Broncos tickets right there. Wow. Boom. Congratulations. Thank you, Game Time. You guys are the best. That's the third row of the upper level, too. Nice. It's not like way up at the top. Nice. Um, Please please hit the like button, guys. We need it. Um, we do need it. Zaxter is going to yell at us when he I comes know. back from his Zach- wedding. So please, I beg you. I beg you. Um, All right. Likes and subscribes and watch us every day. And listen also. Watch us, then go listen on Apple, mm-hmm. then listen on mm-hmm. Spotify, then listen yeah. on whatever else there is. Okay. Um, let's not make this another read gone wrong. Okay. Let's, uh, let's move along with the show. Okay. Um, so we're going to divide up how many touches we Woo! think that these Broncos running backs are going to get this year. Hell and yeah. I ran through, like I said, and just look back at the Broncos since the Super Bowl season, Sean Payton since the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Yes. And... There were a couple of things that I noticed. First of all, Broncos running backs averaged 454 touches total across all of them. Saints, 485. Mm. So you wind up with another 31 touches, which is I would have about more. with like Kendall Hinton, Chase Edmonds, Greg Dulcich, Mike Boone. They all had 26 to 33 touches last year. So you're getting like a full Greg Dulcich worth of touches. Now for a running back, it feels more like Chase Edmonds or Mike Boone, who you barely remember from last year. But yeah, who remembers anything from last year? I would have um, thought more because they're not constantly trailing. It's hard to run the ball yep. when you're down uh, double digits going into the fourth. Yep. 
I I did expect a bigger difference too. Yeah. Um, than like a seven percent difference, but. Um, on top of that, yes. the Broncos in that time yes. have averaged 4.8 running backs getting a touch per year. So you wind up with 4.8. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. For the Saints, 6.3. Cuz again, Sean Payton loves to run a bunch of guys out there. Taysom Hill. Yeah, and well, it's even crazier. Taysom Hill counts in that? No, he doesn't count. Oh. I decided not to. He was the only tough one. Everybody else is easy. I decided I'm not counting Taysom Hill. He's wow, just Taysom okay. Hill. So you could throw. I mean, he got a touch in half those seasons. So another half running back on top of that. Yeah. Um, kind of crazy though. They also just seem to have loaded running back rooms for a minute there. They did. Yeah. Yes. Like Adrian Peterson isn't getting touches. Mm-hmm. They throw in like C.J. Spiller at one point. Well, they had um, Latavius for a minute. Right. They did. Yeah. yeah. For a couple years. Yeah. Um, last year though, eight Broncos back- backs got touches. Before that, four, 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 five, uh, okay. six, and then right. three in the Super Bowl season. Boom. Yeah. So you're there really aren't as many. Then you look at, obviously, Saints. It's like six every year, which is crazy. Um, but then the big one, 52% of touches go to the Broncos. Number one back. Number two is 33. Number three is 10. And then it kind of dies off. Mm-hmm. Saints, 54, 31, seven and a half. Oh, very similar. It is similar. It just at the end, it's very balanced. Yeah, and I'm sure once you have Alvin Kamara, that allows you to lean into that RB one a bit more. Exactly. Right? That's like the last year's 63 percent, which is the most of any back by a mile. Right. But because they didn't have Mark Ingram for most of the season because he was hurt, Tony Jones was their other option, and you know, solid 2.4 yards per carry. Right. Right. Um. That's so. That's a good breakdown, right? So there. that is kind of where you're looking at if you need numbers to base this yeah. off of. Do you um, expect that kind of split? I think it's going to be similar. I think I'll, I'll throw 50s, my first one in there. Javante, I'm going 50%. I think it's a nice round mm. number. And uh, I mean, I think in, in a, a totally healthy world, it's probably closer to 60. Maybe it's like 58, 59. But you expect them to lean on Javante that much? I think so. I more think more than they were leaning on Alvin Kamara in New Orleans. I think uh, about the same. I think it's about the same, uh, or six percent more. I mean, what sixty-three percent for Kamara in twenty twenty-one? Fifty-nine, fifty-five, fifty-five. The well, I, I guess the there were numbers before that time span of fifty-four got me. And then okay, yeah. So when you break it down like that, okay. I think that it's basically the same as Alvin Kamara, mostly because Kamara was competing with Mark Ingram, and I think Mark Ingram might be a touch better than Samaje and, and kind of your other options here. Um, not by much, but that's why I think that's where I start is like that 58%, but because you're probably easing him in a bit because there's a chance for injuries to flare up at some point this season or for him to not even start the season, I'm just going 50 off the top. Okay. I like that. Um I guess I'm not that far off, but I'm actually going to go 45% for Javante. Okay. Um, early in the year, I think you're going to have to save him. No preseason necessarily. I think they will ease him in. And I expect in, like, you know, like we were talking about in the first segment, I do think it could be, you know, 15 touches but they're 15 touches where we're getting them out in space we're putting them on the field in high leverage situations yeah and we're you know 
So we're not riding in for 20 touches, but we're able to maximize his touches a little more this way. Um, so yeah, I just doesn't feel like a year where you're riding anyone specifically. So uh, that I'm mm -hmm. just a little lower than you on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 35% for Samaje. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think lean on him pretty heavily for an RB2. Definitely. Yeah. And you've seen that like 2021, Javante had 51, Melvin had 48, which is crazy. They just didn't wow. really, they barely rotate anybody else in. Wow. And that's yeah. kind of been the formula in Denver. They just haven't been able to get two running backs to stay healthy for a full season, which isn't that big of a surprise. What was that looking like in Sean Payton's final couple years? Um, um, the closest... In New Orleans. They never... I mean, the most ever for a number two back was Kamara's rookie year. That was 54% Ingram, 37% Kamara. Uh-huh. And then 5% Adrian Peterson and a few other guys just kind of got a handful of touches. Um, but, like, at the end, it was 63% Kamara, 19% Mark Ingram, who was out for more than half of the year. Uh -huh. So that kind of skews things. And they just kind of yeah. piecemealed the rest together. Tony Jones and Alex Armand, Dwayne Washington, and Divino Zigbo, former Bronco, Adam Prentice. Right, right. Um... I'm going to go 38% on Samaje. Okay. Um, kind of torn between your 35, going a full 40. Some split in the difference. I do think he's just a valuable piece to this offense as a pass protector, as a short yardage back, as a guy who can be your RB1 when need be, a guy who can still catch the ball, um, and just like an important insurance policy for Javante essentially in that backfield. So give me 38%. I think it's going to be fairly by committee, especially mm -hmm. the first half of the season. So that's where I think the split might be closer to 40, 40 and then maybe past week eight, nine, 10 Javante taking a heavier load. I really hope that's the case because yep. that would be an amazing way to let this unfold this season. That would be awesome. I mean, that's that's the goal, I think. Um let's see. We we'll just we'll go in the order on the graphic. Yeah. Um Jose cracked <laughs> Oh Jose, yeah. Jose cracked me up with um he said Tony Jones gets zero percent because he's not gonna be on the roster next year. That I mean, that is something you factor in. That's why I mentioned like typically the Broncos only have four guys get touches. So if you wanted to throw zeros out there, I'm not going to just because I think Javante's... It's the Saints having six, though, that exactly. really piqued my interest. It's the Saints doing what they do and Javante's injury situation and the fact that you're so unsure of the guys at the back. You know, if, 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 if Tony Jones Jr. was Dalvin Cook, I'd say, you know what? I'll just give those three guys 98% and give Burton a couple and we're going to call it good. Um, but yeah, I do he, think that they want to work those guys in. He at least Tony Jones has some experience in that offense, right? Definitely, definitely. And like Jaleel McLaughlin, probably on the practice squad. I think you probably see him in there for a couple games, see if he pops because you're allowed to play him two games. And if he does pop, then all of a sudden you find a roster spot for him and you're off and running. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, Tony Jones Jr. I have him at uh, two percent. Um. I've I'm, said on the podcast he's not. I treat him unfairly. Uh -huh. Because I'm so excited about the other young guys back sure, there. Sure, and I sure. feel like we've seen enough of him to say, I mean, he's he's probably never going to be a pro bowler, you know? 
and um, yeah, doing the thing that people do when they fall in love with the unknown instead of the guy who you know is just like a steady but you know depth contributor. He um, was I'm only some, giving two. I was pretty high on him coming out the draft, relatively speaking. Like he came out some good Notre Dame offenses, and he he was like he came in at 220 at the combine, tested horribly. Just it hasn't happened. Sometimes you just got to be like, you know, the guy isn't who I thought he was. I'm going 0%. Um, I agree with Alex in the comments saying yep. I think another running back ends up on the roster. That's fair. Who's not on this list. We could have a, the field, um, you know, or like mm-hmm. street free agent as a hidden other category. And I think that's where Tony yeah. kind of loses out the fight. So, yeah, I'm going 0% here. That's fair. And I'll... I'll say I think Javante, Samaje, and Beatty make the roster. Uh, and Michael Burton. And then Jones and McLaughlin, I think, are both on the practice squad. Uh, I think they'll both get a couple touches Interesting. over the course of the season. Interesting. Um, Beatty's up next. I've got 8% for Beatty. I like that. Um, I really believe in Beatty, though. And I will go... 15%. Ooh. Yeah. I like I think, it. I think the kid pops um, and does some stuff. So, yeah. And I just, I, I know we're all high on McLaughlin. I think he's much more of a, like, practice squatter. Probably. Special teamer than <laughs> actually in that running back rotation. Beatty has some real, like, this guy could be... Like as much as excited as people were about Mike Boone last year, I'm excited yes. about Tyler Beatty this year. I like that. I like that comparison. Um, Julian McLaughlin, I've got him at two percent, same as Tony Jones. I think it's kind of the same thing. You go up there, you give him his touches. Jones probably gets to go first because you trust him a little bit more. And mm-hmm. McLaughlin, I don't know. I, odds are he's not going to be earning too many more touches. Although it'd be really fun if he did. Yeah. Um, I've got 3% to play with here. I'm going to go McLaughlin 1%, please. That's fair. Um, Just as, you know, like actual touches at running back. Hard to say. Yeah. So much depends kind of on the health of the other guys. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, So, yeah, I've got two for McLaughlin, and I'll go three for for Burton. Um, Typically... Typically, fullbacks are getting like his one and a half percent for it was one and a half percent for Boone, but the Broncos didn't have a fullback touch before that since Jano was taking one to two percent every year. So, will we post this graphic on Twitter? Yes, okay, give me two percent for Burton. But truth is, I think that two percent, the McLaughlin two percent, and five percent of that 15 percent for Batty is can be played with for the potential free three agent that's added okay. after week three or four of preseason. Nice. Should be. Should be. Might be one over. Oh, okay. you got to take one away. 1% for Burton. Okay. All right. Um... We did yeah. it. How do you feel about that? Who do you think is going to be more accurate? Um, I'm a little biased, but I think I will. Mm-hmm. They were my decisions. Um, Might be a smidge high on Batty. But again, yeah. that's because I think 
there could be another name in here that factors in that isn't a factor as of now. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, all right. There we go. Um, we've got a few more names we want to talk about in terms of guys who could I'm fit hyped. into the backfield who maybe aren't running backs. Oh, but teaser. first, uh, kind love, Woo! kind love is awesome. It's your local farm to table dispensary, dude. That's how they do it out there. That is how they do it. They just breed all their own stuff and grow all their own stuff and then make it and package it and do all those sorts of things and sell it. Yep. Um, and you can find some of their stuff in other stores, but the kind love stores are the best stores. It's the place to go. It is definitely the place to go. They've got stores in Cherry Creek and North Denver, where if you mention DMVR, uh, you will get the exclusive discount of 25% off all kind love flour pre-rolls and their turbo joint line and the turbo joint what that is is like they make their turbo cores, which is like a little toothpick that's made out of oils yep. that you shove right in there and you burn it, yeah. and it makes the joint three to five times more powerful. You yep. can also put it in like a cigarette or a cigar or whatever you want. Yep, it um, burns longer, um, mm -hmm. adds some nice taste to it, and yeah, it'll uh, get you spiced up, if you know what I mean. Um, the, the term turbo. Turbo. Does the turbo joint have more the effect of a Jaleel McLaughlin run? Whoa. Right? Turbo just like. Pow. Wow. Or is it more like the bruising downhillness of a Samaj P run where you're like, boom, like, uh, I was. I'm thinking Samaj. Yeah. Which is huh? kind of crazy because turbo you'd think it would not be, but I think it yeah. is that Samaj run. Yeah. I think it's more of an Alvin Kamara almost. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good. Like I've got that. <laughs> I'm moving well in space, but you know, there's all also packs a punch for sure. You know, yep. Alvin Kamara is like 215 points. Head pounds, on over to kindlove.com. You can see their whole menu. You can yes. order online for either of their stores. Remember, use the code DNVR. Yeah, Mention DNVR to us. them. Get 25% off all flower pre rolls and their turbo joints. Boom. And also, Backus and Shanker. Um, if you're in any trouble, something horrible happened. I can't think of any bad things right now. No, um, right. Nothing why running back you? related. Why would you? Samaj P. Ryan just kind of runs you over. Right. With his car. You went to a Rockies game and you feel like they wasted your money. Wow. I actually don't think you can call Backus and Shanker on that one. But since we're not sure, you can call them and set up a consultation. They'll Dude. tell you at yep. 222 2222. Um, they've won over a billion dollars for Coloradans. They've been working in the state for 25 years. Um, they've got offices all over the state. Uh, from Denver to Aurora to Inglewood to Fort Collins, and they've got more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Dang. So call Backus and Shanker if you need help with any kind of injury case where you weren't at fault, like a car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. So call them at 222-2222 to find out if you Boom. have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. Would it be uh, Andreas and, uh, and Hanker? Wow. No. What would it be if it was both of you together? I still think it's Andreas and Hanker. Andre and Hankers? I, Andreas, you need the S for it to be like Bacchus. You need the whole cuss. Mm, do you? Dracus? Simone Chisholm? N no, it has to sound like Bacchus and Shanker because it's Hanker. Hankus and Simoneker? It just doesn't Alex? work. It just doesn't work. Um, yeah. Zachus and Shanker. Zachus and Hanker works great. Right, 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 right. All okay. right. So, 
you see, uh, like Debo Samuel is probably the best example, easily the best example. A oh, receiver yeah. who also lines up in the backfield and does backfield things. Yeah, man. I always thought LaVisca Chenault, that's what you should do with him because otherwise, what's the point of him? What the heck? Yeah. It's not his There's fault. There's also that guy from there. Memphis who Antonio Gibson. Gibson, we were all hyped about him because he was a convert. Yep. They're just using him like a running back. They are. And he's been good. What if he got cut? Got a lot of backs there. Yeah, I don't think he'll get cut. But if he did, it'd be cool. He'd be the kind of name I'd be on the lookout for. That'd be a good one. Kenneth Gainwell. They added DeAndre Swift uh, and stuff. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Why not? Fine. Um, Thanks for humoring me. You're hum- who else? Who else would you like to sign if they get cut? <laughs> Just do the whole episode on like guys. Andre was wrong on, but would still like to see on the Broncos so he can get yep. hyped for two weeks before he sees them be trash in preseason. There's the list. Um, yeah, that's I. I won't go further down that list. So people point Samuel, is, you see a bunch of like receivers who are starting to get used more in the backfield. Oh you yeah. You see some like even tight ends who maybe get used back there. You see Taysom Hill who isn't really. Who knows what he is? Right. Um, but he's Sean Payton's Mormons. Yeah. That that's what it is. The thirty-year-old <laughs> yeah. Mormons. Um, I'm I'm just being silly. Guys. Broncos don't have one of those. Okay. Bulls. Well, Bulls. Yep. Grew up in a Mormon family. Thirty years old. Absolutely. Ah, there's yeah. a chance. Yep. Um, he will not be in the backfield though. Would be my guess. No, we've seen him flex out wide once to block for a screen. It did not go well. Yeah. Um, yeah. are there any receivers you consider putting back there? Yes. Hamler or Mims? We've seen it with Hamler. <laughs> we have. Se- have we? At Penn State. Oh, okay. Um, he is so damn small. He is small. I'm terrified to do it. Yep. But like, he would be the guy. I feel kind of bad when I say things like this, but like if. Oh, gosh. If Hamler gets hurt, uh-huh. that's the expectation. Like, I don't think you can. Use, I mean, it is. You can't really use the kid lo- kid gloves anymore because he's got one year on his contract. Yeah. And it's either going to work for him or not. And you'd almost just be holding him back by not using him in the way he'd be best used. Hey, because man, you're absolutely what's right. his future if he does what he's done the last couple of years? It's a great point. So It's a great point, honestly. I do think that Hamler's at the top of my list. Yes. I yes. think that Mims, Mims also makes a lot of sense because he's the punt returner type. Like the his ability to make people miss is even better than KJ's. I think mm-hmm. the speed mm-hmm. is. Who do you think's faster? I think I still go KJ. <coughs> Mims has those slightly longer legs though, and that might do it. I think KJ will get up to speed, so you'll faster, yeah. so you'll get a better ten yard dash. I think his long speed, like beyond 20 40, to forty, okay, is going to be longer. Forty ish, they're probably about the same. Thing is, Mims more compact so it's going to be harder to break down i think he's better at breaking tackles and what okay. have you which makes him intriguing um what if i threw lil jordan humphrey at you this is why i was excited about this to hear what names you're going to throw at me that inter- carries that texas interesting Six four two twenty five. He's built like a truck man he is i mean he looks dante foreman-esque as yes. far as like the kind of size he is. Big wide receiver. Bless you, you hear. Um, Thank you. Drake. I think he could fit in that. I think he could fit in that mold. I think he definitely could. Yeah. 
That got you intrigued, huh? The tough part is the roster spot. Yes, it is. And so finding a way to actually get him on the team would be tricky. Yeah. But I do think that I, I've had trouble finding a path, but I think that is the path. Is he can prove he can be kind of that weapon, move around, run all those short little routes, because that's what he's good at anyway. Like you're probably not running him downfield all that much because he's not fast. You just want him right. on like the slants, on the quick outs, those sorts of things. Exactly. And you can do so much of that from the backfield, move exactly. him to the line of scrimmage. Yes. I could see it. I could definitely see it. And I almost wonder if it's just a big dangerous man, you know. He is very dangerous. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be too close to him. Um an actual concern for you yes i like i like that idea i do the other thing on mims real quick i wouldn't do it this year i think that i'm not teaching my rookie receiver how to i mean how to take a take a handoff in my limited practice time with him yeah i want to teach him the offense get him out there maybe next year you circle back around or halfway through the season you get to the point yeah you i i wouldn't embrace a full-blown debo role Mm -hmm. year one Use them like you do a slot, though, and from time to time, can you give them jet a jet sweeps sweep and stuff, and stuff like that? Absolutely. Jet sweeps and stuff, I'm all for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kendall Those Hinton, he's had experience taking snaps directly from the backfield. Um, I would say, you know, he presents some danger then as a direct ball carrier to then throw the ball, but... We've actually seen him throw the ball, and I, I don't know how much fear that's not what put we into learned. Yes. defenses. <laughs> um, but just a name to throw out there. Yep. I'd throw Dulcich out there, too. Uh-huh. I do think that that's... He's going to be moving around a lot. I agree. Especially because you don't just want him as an inline tight end because he's not a great blocker. And you teach him how to block and it's hope true. that he gets better in year two and year three and right. gets a grown man strength at some point. But for now, if you're putting him out there for half the Broncos' snaps... The more of those that you can get him where he's not just on the line of scrimmage, the better. Yeah. You know, if you're splitting him out in the slot, if you're putting him in the backfield somehow, I think that getting creative there can make it, can help negate some of the the blocking issues. I would have said Tim Patrick a few years ago, pre-injury. He's also 6'4". Like, he's a little too too lanky. Um, You know, but yeah, I'm... I think at this point you want him to just focus on wide receiver, not mess with that. Yep. Definitely. Judy kind of has the frame, but he's just such a divine route runner. I don't think you want to take him away from that. Yep. I have a question. Yeah. 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 With his hand up. Uh, What about Greg Dolchich? Yes. Hey, yes. Uh, we're on the same page, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Huh. As, uh, as just mentioned, Greg Dolchich. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Big fan of the pod you hear over there. Option, yeah. And as. The count mentions Hinton. The bigger question is, does he even make the roster? Um, I don't, my bet would be nine. No. I I agree. I think that that's definitely the easy bet. But I also think that things are going to get weird in these cuts. Because I think wh- whenever there's a new coach, you know, there's just like a different way of doing things, especially a super a empowered point. coach a great like point. Sean Payton, who knows exactly what he wants and yeah. is willing to say, I don't know, just as an example... Like, oh, you have K.J. Hamler. Uh-huh. I don't need a K.J. Hamler. I just don't. And I don't think that's true because, like, speed and all that. But I think he'd be willing to cut some guys who yeah. others would not be willing to cut in order to keep guys like like little Jordan Humphrey or like Brandon Johnson or like whoever he winds up liking at the end of the roster. 
Um, but if you just go through Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Marvin Mims, there's four roster spots. Right, right. KJ, Kendall Hinton, Brandon Johnson, Marcus Callaway, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Montrell Washington, Jalen Virgil, Taylor Gra- like any. It's tough to bet on any of those guys individually making the team. Yeah, at that point, I'd almost like... It's just coin tosses. Right, and I might play a coin on Nate Adkins taking... <laughs> you know, yes. like, Nate Adkins like, okay, running back? Probably guess. not. You could maybe like a third down, the pass I, protector. With a head of steam in space. I like what he brings to the table, Give him man. a couple of handoffs. Yeah, you could you yeah. find a way to make it work. You could oh, get real man. crazy with a defensive player. Exactly. Pat Sertan, but that's, exactly. that's just getting crazy. Taylor Grimes now. No, no, can't oh. be done. No. Have, what about Albert O? Albert O? Big, fast, <sighs> kind of just short. H-back type. H-back type. Um, runs a 4-4. Four, mm-hmm. four. We're just, once you get into the tight ends, it's kind of a different combo. It is. Because they're so much bigger. These are, you know, it becomes more like, yeah, he's an adapted fullback than mm-hmm. that true Debo Samuel role, you know. I think the case for Dulcich is you just want to find ways to use him. Albert O, I don't know that you're going out of your way to be like, how can we get Albert O on the field? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm curious. Yep. 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 All right. Um, before we hit the end of the show, just want to give a shout out yeah, to. Yeah, before uh, we get the FOCO out of here. <laughs> oh, get the FOCO out of here. Boom. Got to give a shout out to FOCO. Um, Dude, right now they still have this Terrell Davis bobblehead on there. Still? Yes. Those should be sold out. I know. Um, It's a limited edition, but I don't think it's sold out. It's with that. He's got TD has that old school Broncos jersey on it. Um, And it's in front of like the old mile high with the like flags. This is a gorgeous uh, bobblehead that Foco has. They've got Broncos sweats for you. They've got Broncos slippers for you. They've got so many Broncos things. How about some Broncos plaid overalls, Henry? I was just thinking I need those. Yeah, I kind of feel like you and I should be on like a college basketball sideline rocking these. Mm. They have some amazing Broncos shorts. Um, you know, the you've seen the sun hats. Some lit Bronco sunglasses. You're saying, but but Dre, I'm not really interested in all that. What I'm in the market for is Broncos Christmas ornaments. Holy shit. Wow. Have you come to the right place? Broncos Christmas ornaments is what Foco has. Wow. I was just thinking that also. Right? Yeah. Got and stock like, up. But no, no, no. Dre, candy cane Broncos Christmas ornaments. Oh my God! You've come to the right place. <laughs> Fogo has those as well. Wow. wow! All you have to do is use that code DMVR, and I don't know. Let's say you get ten percent off all the amazing stuff I just mentioned. Wow! That's what the graphic says, so you can't hold me to it. I'm I'm scrolling through there. I like the idea website. of uh, the Alex read. Singleton bobblehead. Oh my gosh! In the chat, but what uh, I would do is I'd make the hair like hair. Not like wow. not like made of like the plastic, but the hair just kind of like same thing with Dulcich. That'd be a good one. Just be gathering. You like come into a hair a barber shop and just start sweeping up some hair. I was for thinking your, more like thread, like a doll, like Singleton, <laughs> like a doll. Yeah. Oh, like a doll. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to make hair. dolls. Yeah. 
I don't know. Probably Hank. not with real I'm hair. I'm more interested in a Broncos ski mask, which they oh. do have. Also, like Broncos bikinis, they have those. Um, they kind of have everything. Ooh, know what you should do? Yeah. You get the chief ski mask, and then you go rob something. How dare you? And then they'll think, wow, he would never wear the chief ski mask. He likes the Broncos. The DNVR Broncos podcast in no way uh, endorses you purchasing a chief ski mask, but more importantly, committing a robbery. That is... Uh, DNVR as a corporation does not uh, abide by that. Wow. How about a Broncos lunchbox? Okay, I'm going to stop. Okay, thank you. Foco.com. <laughs> Check it all out. They have a lot. They have a lot, guys. Um, any super chats? No super chats. Day Spoiler three, alert. no super chats. <laughs> wow. Really? People hate... Great tenure of mine Us. yes yeah and you mentioned rk was on the show so the count half his question is for RK. oh so we'll just have to spin it a little bit so from the count rk over under 25 drinks you enjoyed while in las vegas and what was your favorite and why so you just have to answer how yeah. many do how you many think drinks? over or under oh oh okay when did they leave friday, friday? It's a Friday, food. Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Monday. Yeah, it's way over. That is a poorly set line, the count, I think. He also thought he'd be back today. Well, still, the, the week. Still, but still, the one week, day doesn't Friday, make a difference. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think he hits over 35. Probably. Yep, he's probably I going 10 a day. I think 42 and a half was the right line <sighs> count. No, I still take the over on that. Wow. Because they are poolside. While betting, and then you had a UFC fight night on don't, Saturday. You don't get as thirsty longest, when you're in liquid, though. No, this is the longest the Ryan has gone without having to do a show or be on air probably in, like, nine years. Yeah, unless, unless you count when you just count yeah, me. And I wouldn't be surprised if the good folks at Circa <laughs> are hooking it up. Oh, count. This was a poorly set line. Poorly set line. I can't wait to hear what his favorite was. What was his favorite, Dre? It's going to be something. It's like a jalapeno margarita, something like that. Uh, it sounds about right for right, him. Right, right. That's a good combo. Yeah, he's a um, guy. Hank, would you rather have Larry Kuskoyak, Shannon Sharp, and Nicole Jokic officiate your wedding? Keep in mind, whomever reads your nuptials on the stage, wait, whomever, I think it's whoever. Keep Wh in whoever mind, whoever reads, yes. Who reads your nuptials on the stage, altar, or whatever, will be, be full fully clad wow. in the full. Okay. So explain this for people who don't get the inside. So joke. Larry Chris Goyak, Montana legend. What do you do? Uh, Player, coach. Both. Long tenure so first, janitor born, that became a mascot. Born in Missoula. Okay. Um, greatest basketball player ever to come from University of Montana. Oh, my god! Also his assistant coach. I actually met him because he was, he was Utah's coach for like a decade. Where did he play pro ball? Uh, he played... Did he play it out was, in Europe? Was, I don't think he ever went to Europe. I think it was like eight of the ten years in the NBA. And I think there was one. Yeah. The was, association? The association, yeah. Remember, oh, he was like head coach. League, am head I right? coach of the Bucks. No, I don't. Oh, well, that's Larry Kiskoyak. Yeah, he was like NBA yeah, head not coach. Like you. NBA I, player. My radar doesn't go ah. up anytime someone from Montana does something. That's I guess that's you I gotta mean, explain this to me and everyone else in the fair. chat. I just didn't think you were part of everyone else. Okay, so um, he'd be decked out in a Montana Grizz basketball jersey. Short shorts. Um Right, yes. right. Okay. I'm yeah. actually so he was I'm copy pasting the comments so that I can Google him. 
and look mm-hmm. up some short shorts from nice Larry. He was also Utah's oh, head wow. coach for like a decade. The youths. And then retired. Did he coach Andrew Bogut? When was Andrew Bogut there? <laughs> okay, well, Wikipedia that. <laughs> you got to explain sec. to the rest of us about Andrew Bogut. In just a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Chris Koyak, if he, he retired. If you Andre Miller, I'm going to lose my shit. He retired before my last year covering CU. And uh-huh. so Tad brought him out for a practice because they're like friends. Oh, my God. So I got to hang out with Chris Goyak. You he must have felt like your dad when he was at the Broncos game and Floyd Little wow. was there. Or uh, Tommy Jackson. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But, yeah, so uh, that was cool. He didn't. So cool. He didn't hate Montana State all that much. He Oof. said that, like, as he, like, kind of moved along in basketball, he just wanted to cheer for good things to happen to say Montana. I was like, ah, oh, that was a little you know, disappointing for I me. Everything feel else like was that great about the state of Colorado. Wow, but I mean, like, who's Western's rival? Oh, um, I mean, the big rival is Mesa. Okay, so you don't really hate Mesa? No, they suck, man. Okay, Screw those there guys. you go. Okay, yeah. so you do have that. Yeah. Um, Fair. all that said, I still it's a good point. It's a good point. I didn't go to CU or CSU. It's a good <laughs> point. Shannon Sharp, just to um, to show my respect, he would be great. As like a no, as an orator, he would be incredible, amazing. He he'd probably do the best job. A doy by a mile. He'd make that go viral the most. The thing is, I don't really care if I have a good wedding. I would probably prefer to to just be around Nicole Jokic, and have him like interview me about my life. And you know, you go through that whole process and you get married. And I think if like the wedding would probably be worse, you would would be worth it. Jokic was like. Your pre-marriage counselor. Yeah, because don't they like? It's like oh, like you get married, you gotta, like Sachs, sit down. Yeah, the uncle. Yeah. Yes. Never heard. Oh, who's that uncle. would be nice. That would be nice. That'd be fun for you. Yeah, and so I think I've got to go that way. Uh, keep in mind, whomever reads your nuptials on state. Oh, we gotta get that. Um, so there we go. Also, Derek Carr's playoff drought will continue again this season. Love the count. Agreed. He did get him to the playoffs that one year when he was an MVP finalist, but he didn't play in the playoffs because he was injured by then. That is true. I don't know if that counts as his playoff drought, though. I think it does. When's the last time he played the playoff game? No, he's never played because he was injured that one year. But I'm just saying he earned the team making it to the playoffs. He earned it, but he didn't do it. Like It's still a drought, I think. Like He hasn't played a playoff game. Like, I think that that would probably eat at him personally. I don't think he goes home and says, well, I did get the team there that one time. I think that not playing in the postseason eats him. It's a fair point, man. It's a fair point. I'm not finding any clips of Larry playing at Montana. It's, like, sad. It was almost Mm. pre-video. Right, right. That actually <laughs> when you go back sense. to like the pre-video 70s? Montana, that's even worse. That actually yeah. makes sense. And I have we got sadder news still. Larry didn't coach... Andre Miller or Andrew Bogan. Wow. Yeah. They must have yeah. been before his time. Oh, yes. Probably by, I mean, Andre Miller's probably there in like the 90s. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, you nailed it. His <laughs> last season old, was 99. He's 99. almost as old as Larry. <laughs> yeah. Larry's first season was like 2010. So yeah. he missed him by a solid decade. Timmy Allen. Don't know who that is. That's probably for the best. Okay. I'm kind of the Pac-12 expert of the, so like, the I think Larry's out early of Early 2020s though, so. Larry's out of the mix. Yeah. I've already met him. You know, right, right. Like been there, done that. Yeah, that Jokic, was a fun day. Just simply being next to him would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Shannon would officiate an amazing wedding. What about yeah. hey, to almost hey, be wait? He should be emceeing. Yes, 
Yeah. Would you say Yaya? Peyton Manning? He's hilarious. He'd be great. Peyton would be hilarious. Yeah. Is there anyone off the board you would take over? It sounds like you're taking Jokic. Yeah. My, I can't read the comments like word for word from this distance. Oh, what's going on? What, what did, do you want uh, me to catch you up on? Thanks for giving. Thanks for giving me ideas. Hank. Okay. Pankis and Andres. Okay. I got a scoot, boys. Have a great rest of your day, chat. Have fun Alex, scooting. have a great day. Then again from Bad Moon, like Case and Wentz Super mm. Bowl, it doesn't count. I oh, dang. Dang. Good good from him. I, in fairness to me, I don't think an R is in there. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, no, this definitely. is solid gold, Jared says. PFM might steal the show. Um, wow. If we added PFM or any other legends from Oof. Montana or Denver sports. Evil Knievel? Is there anyone that would supplant it? Um, I don't know that evil. Uh, do we claim evil Knievel? It's from Butte. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Montana, Montana not Denver. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't take evil Knievel on over Joker. Here on this um, one. I would. Uh, Brock Osweiler. There's a nice little crossover. Um, he actually has held a camp up there. But. I think he'd be a great Peyton, like, uh, I think it's Jokic. Bear for you. I think Jokic would be my number one. But then like Peyton probably number two. Vaughn would be up there for me. Because again, like I Vaughn, I, may I say, post ceremony party is mm-hmm. probably my number one draft pick. Unless you end up with I Chad think so Kelly. too. I, I'm crazy enough, I kind of think Yoke might be number two. He knows not how. Chad Kelly as Yaya suggests. Oh, we're not going Chad Kelly. Yeah, Chad Kelly's not the answer. No, never the answer. To this, Chad Kelly's not the answer. Um, if I saw him though, I would ask him to Facetime Jim. Is Derek Carr going to continue his playoff drought though? Yeah, yuppers. You who wins that division? Panthers. Yeah, that's true. Like that division no. is weak. Bucks. Nine. The Falcons? Yes. Wow. Artie Smith, you got me, man. I'm back, Artie. I'm back. Uh, No, if they start Desmond Ritter, though, jokes aside, they are not winning that division. Yeah. They're going to be trash. I think think it's it's, the Panthers. It's Bryce. I think it is. Riding the Bryce train. I think think he's going to have a very Baker Mayfield career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Quarterback 28 in the NFL. I don't think... um, stupidity and commercials will get him. I think that's lower true. body injuries will get him, I, which is not the Baker Mayfield. Story. That's fair. Bryce Young's going to get some commercials, though. Oh, he's getting commercials. Uh, Heis- I think I've seen him in a Heisman house oh, already. Oh, yeah, probably. Right? I bet we're going to see. I bet State Farm. I wouldn't be surprised if he Dang. follows the Baker Mayfield path. Dang. Shouts to those guys. Um, shouts to us, perchance. Shouts to us and shouts to RK, who might be back tomorrow. Dang. That's what they say. But if I know anything about airlines in 2022 or 2023, what year is it? It ain't happening, baby. That's so. true. Also, Vegas. So maybe count have an alternate question for me as well in tomorrow's show mm. as a Justin. We'll have okay. Ryan answer if he, right. he owes a, you. It's a great shtick. Yeah. yeah, it's a great shtick. Okay. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for today. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on the way out. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to download Many the blessings. podcast everywhere you can download the podcast. Retweet the tweets about the podcast so that other people see the podcast. Yeah. Tweet out tweets about the podcast. Yes. Um, leave good reviews. Yes. Five stars. Say nice things about whoever you want to say nice things about, but don't say mean things about the others. 
Unless it's yes. you're here. Um, Boo, I that's never good. say mean things about you. That's in bounds. You say them all that's the time. That's in bounds. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it for today. That's kind of the heel of this We'll show. see you tomorrow, probably. Flying cotton